0: Lord God, but it shall prosper. That seed shall be planted in their heart to prosper and to grow in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Before you see it, please greet your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, how you doing? Praise God. Praise God. It's good to see y'all out on this Sunday morning. Thank you, sir. Amen. All right. Well, two nights ago, we had an awesome minister in our building. We had Dr. Bill Winston in our building Friday night. Just by a show of hands, how many of y'all had the chance to come out and hear from Dr. Bill Winston? Okay. Okay. No problem. How many of y'all didn't? I'm just wanting, this helps me to, to, how many of y'all didn't? Okay. Praise God. This is, you know what? God is so good. He knows exactly what y'all need today. So Bill, Dr. Bill Winston is an awesome man of God, but one thing he talked about, and I had the privilege of of being the minister that went and picked him up from the airport, brought him here, and then we took him back to the airport. And in those situations, we don't As ministers, our training is we don't really talk with them unless they want to talk with us. Because they might be preparing, so we want to make sure we give them all the space they need to prepare. But of course, if they begin to talk with us and ask us questions, then that opens the door for us to ask questions back. And on the way home from the service, he he asked me some questions, and I had a chance to pick his brain about some things that he ministered. And so I want to give y'all a little snapshot of behind the curtain of some of the things we talked about uh, to help give you even more insight about what he ministered about. But the main topic that he ministered about was faith in the blessing. Faith in the blessing. And it made me realize that here at LinkedIn Up Church, we have some people here in this room that have been born again for a long time. But we have some people who have been born again for a, short, for a very short time. And it, reminds me, it reminded me that as ministers, we can't take for granted that people understand and know the background behind things such as the blessing. And things such as why we have access to the blessing. And it, because if you don't know what you have access to, you can't truly believe in that, amen. amen. So I want you to, I want you to ask yourself, ask your, ask your neighbor this question: Say, neighbor, amen. are you Jewish? How many people said yes? They're, I'm talking about by, your, by blood. Are you a blood born, blood born Jew person? Anybody Jew? Anybody say yes? All right? I got one hand, maybe? Huh. <laughs> All right, I think we got 99.9% of us may, probably said no. All right? We got a couple funnies there in the room that might want to be, that might want to say something different. <laughs> All right. So, I'm not going to give a title. We're going to jump right into the first scripture. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. What was interesting about that trip, um, when we took Dr. Bill Winston back to the airport, once again, I, he asked me some questions, so I, I asked him some questions. He, he said a couple points. Watch, I'll make it in a sermon. And then at the very end, as we dropped him off back at his plane, he said, hey, do y'all want to come see my plane? <laughs> How many people, no, I did not say No. I did not say no. And so I got a chance to to, to get up on the plane and gave us a quick tour. And it was interesting because as as he was talking with us about his plane, God just said to me, this is a picture of what the blessing does for a believer. But before we get to that point, let's go back to the blessing and why we have access to it. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. Um, Can we make sure we start the clock? Whoever's running the clock, let's make sure we start it. Um, I will start mine up here. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, And God said, oh, I I do want to apologize for the screens. Uh, One of the projector bulbs are are out. So you're going to have to use your personal devices to see what the scripture says. So if you have an uh, an iPad or iPhone or a Google device, I don't believe in separating the body of Christ by their... Phone choice, all right? So Google versus Android, We're all, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you open up the word. We're too divisive. No, I grew up on 8th Street, 9th Street, it do not matter. All in the body of Christ. All right, let's go. 26, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the, the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image, and in his image God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it. Alright. Oh, let me finish reading the scripture. And subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping, no, I'm sorry, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So in this creation moment, I just want to, my point one is this. God created man with the innate ability to create. So God created mankind with the innate ability to create. So God told man, I've created you, now go and replenish the earth. All right? So if you don't, I, I'm going in a certain, order on, a certain order on purpose. So God created you, say your name. God created you with an, an, an innate ability to create other things. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about physically. Some of y'all know what that is. Going to the happy place and then something is created out of you. But he also gave us the, the ability through our spirit, man, to create things as well. But listen to this. We can create things both positive and negative. Some of y'all are like me, right? when I was doing wrong, how many of y'all had the ability to create even bad, really bad situations? For example, you knew you were going out Friday night, right? Okay. I knew I was going out Friday night. So before Friday night, I grew up in Texas, I made sure I sent my jeans to the, to the cleaners. And I asked for heavy starch. That's how we did it in, in Texas. If your jeans didn't have... A line down the front, your jeans was not popping. I knew what I wanted to wear to the club that night, so I sent my jeans there. Whatever shirt I wanted to wear, I sent them there. I made sure I got out my soap and water. I scrubbed my shoes. What was I doing? I was creating a bad situation. How many people can relate to that? I wasn't going to the club just to have fun. Can I be honest? I was going to see if I can... I'm just talking about me. What was I doing? I was using my... Once again, God created us with this ability to create other things, both positive and negative. And so if you give your attention to doing the wrong thing, you're going to create it. How many people can think of an example where you knew that person wasn't the right person to talk to you, kn- you knew he- they were not the right person to talk to. But you created the hookup by going up and talking to them. Amen. I can say amen in my own life right there. <laughs> if I would have just walked past her without asking her for her phone number, or some of us used to do the crazy thing by grabbing her hand when she walked by. That wasn't me. But some people, they, God, grab her hand. I, that, that, wasn't that wasn't my approach. <laughs> But I want to make the point, though, that when God created mankind, mankind in and of itself has the ability to create. That was just a part of the package. Because God himself created us, and he said in verse 26 that he created us in his image and in his likeness. I gave a couple minutes about the negative, but what if we focused on what the word of God says in our life? What can we create? So, point number one was, and is, God created man with the innate ability to create. And notice that once God created mankind, God hasn't had to say two other things, two or three other things about that. Once he said it once, mankind has been off and replenished in the earth ever since. You can almost say God's word here related to man was everlasting. I'm laying a foundation this morning. Stay with me. Stay with me. All right. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 17. Yeah, some of us, we knew we were creating, we thought they were good situations, but really they were bad situations. Think about this as well. With our mouths, we're able to create bad situations with our children. With our mouths. We're we're actually able to create confidence or not with our children by what we say and what we do. Couple, a couple of Fridays ago or a couple Saturdays ago, I was in Tennessee with my, with my um, 11-year-old, and they had a soccer match. And it didn't really go the way they wanted it to go. And she usually has a pretty thick skin. Usually after the soccer match is over, she usually forgets about it. And she's not really that moved where she wins or loses. We're working on her competitive spirit. But this day, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> but, but on this Saturday, she was really heartbroken. And in that moment, I had the ability to, to either create confidence in her or dog her. But on this charity, I chose to, the moment she got to me, I opened up my arms, and she fell in my arms, and she was crying. why did they hit me like that? And I told her, look, Daddy loves you. I love you. You're a great player. And so in that moment, that, those first five minutes after that match, I created confidence, confidence in her how I treated her and what I said to her. As parents, we can create confidence in our children. Why? Because of the innate ability that God created mankind with. And that's both believers and unbelievers. That's just the way God created mankind. Alright. I almost got choked up there, knowing that she was crying about a match. I was... But in that moment, I had to ask God for wisdom on how to treat her the right way to build confidence in her. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Alright, so we're going to move forward a little bit in this We're going to talk about God made a promise. So point two is God made a promise to Abraham and Abraham's seed. We're going to see more about this in just a second. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him, to Abram, and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. All right. The reason I asked you all that question earlier, if you were Jewish, because up to this point, God is making a covenant with Abraham and the Jewish people. So thus far, you don't have access to this. Thus far. Verse 5. Neither will thy name be any more called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Abraham. For a father of many nations, I have made thee. Once again, he's talking about the Jewish people. And I will make thee exceedingly, exceeding fruitful. And I will make make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed, and after thee, and and, I'm sorry, after thee and their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. If you have a physical Bible, highlight verse 7. Mark it all up. If you have an app that you can highlight verse 7, highlight verse 7 because you have just found yourself in the Scripture. So notice God is telling Abraham that he's going to bless him and his seed. So verse verse 4, 5, and 6, he's talking about the Jewish people. But verse 7, notice he said, thy seed. Singular. Thy seed. I'll read it. Verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generation, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Verse 8. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed their, uh, I see after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of, the, of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Once again, laying home the foundation of God made a covenant with Abraham. God made a covenant for the blessing to Abraham, and they see it after him. But verse 7 is where we're going to connect in with us here. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Galatians chapter 3. As believers, we should never just hear a sermon only from the Old Testament. We need to hear both sides of it. Galatians chapter 3. Here we go. Let's bring it up to where we are today in this room. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13, all right, just stay right there for just a moment. So once again, God is saying, okay, Abraham, I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to make a contract with you and with thy seed. But let's see if we can picture us and put us into this foundation. 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham, uh uh-oh, everybody say, that's me. me. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Say, that's me. me. Through Jesus Christ. This is so important. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom today. That the blessing, starting over. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right? We're going to keep going. Verse 16. And to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Listen to this. He said not, and to seeds. We just read the scripture back in in Genesis. Remember, he didn't say seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, which is Christ. Some of y'all might not be reading it, but what he just said there was God made a promise with Abraham's seed. That seed is the person of Jesus Christ. And he said in verse 13 that through faith in Jesus Christ, we, anybody, any Gentiles in here, any non-Jewish people? That's everybody in the room. Remember we asked the question, were you Jewish? And y'all said, no you now have access to the promise. You now have access to the blessing. and This is so important because if you don't know what you have access to, you can't have faith in it. You just cannot. My dad passed about three years ago, and we had to go, th- and my dad passed unexpectedly, we had to go through my dad's house and look for wills. We had to go through his house and look for, uh, what's it called, the insurance plans. If we would not have found them, we would not have known what we had access to. The Bible says without knowledge, people perish. Right now I'm bringing some K, capital K, knowledge. So it's important to know that we have access to the blessing through Jesus Christ because we're going to get more information about the blessing in just a moment. Our part as believers is, our part is to have faith in Jesus. It's God's part to perform the blessing. Right, we'll get there. How many y'all like what? Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all have been trying to work for the blessing? How effective has that work been? Honestly, how effective has been toiling for the blessing been? When we do it in our strength, then we get our strength levels results. That's not our job. Our job is to have faith in God, our, God's, our job is to have faith in Jesus. Let me read it again. Let me read it one more time. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to read the next scripture down. Let's go, let's go, let's go. G- Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. But the scripture had concluded that all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Any believers in the room? Yeah. All right, if you're not a believer, we'll take care of that in just a little bit. We'll do it all to call. You'll have access to it. Verse 26. Verse 26. For ye all are the children of God. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. God. For ye all are the children of God by faith in Jesus. Notice he said, by faith in Jesus. By faith in Jesus. Man, that's, that's just resonating with me. 27, for as many of you as have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female. See, God is all about equality, right? <laughs> Some of y'all didn't get that. God's all about equality. Uh, <laughs> there is neither male nor female, for all are one in Christ Jesus 29. And if ye be in Christ, and notice it's apostrophe S talking about possession. If you possess Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according. To the promise. Say, I'm a child of God. Make this statement. I am Abraham's seed. Because I'm Abraham's seed. I have access to everything that God said was Abraham's. So then tell me this. If I have access to everything that God gave to Abraham, I'm not, I can't read all the scriptures in Deuteronomy 28. If you're taking notes, please go back and read Deuteronomy 28. If I have access to that blessing, why are so many believers walking in lack? Why are so many of us walking, why are we the walking wounded? I asked God that question. So we were... Let me take a step back. When I was talking with Dr. Bill Winston, we were talking about the blessing, and he made a statement to me. He said, the blessing is perpetual. I said perpetual? The blessing is perpetual. For some of y'all who are like me who may not be deep scholars, let me um, pull up the definition of perpetual. The blessing is everlasting. The blessing is never-ending. The blessing is eternal. The blessing is permanent. The blessing is unending. The blessing is endless. The blessing is without end. The blessing is long-lasting. The blessing is constant. The blessing is abiding. The blessing is enduring. The blessing is perennial. The blessing is timeless. The blessing is ageless. The blessing is deathless. So, when I read this at home last night, I was like, woo, okay, okay, I, all right. It was real late, too. It was like, like 2, 2, 2, 3 a.m. I was leaping in my room uh, upstairs, and luckily no one was there but me because my kids were at a tournament, and my wife was gone, too. So I was studying about the perpetual blessing, and so once again, I asked God the question. I said, Lord, okay, if your blessing is perpetual, if your blessing is upon all of us, why are not all of us as believers walking in it? Isn't that a good question to ask? For real. That's a, I, I was like, Lord, Why? And then God gave me two, I'm not going to say this is exhaustive. This is not exhaustive. But these are four or five things that God gave to me. I want to first make sure I say this, that it's through Jesus that we have access to the blessing. So I'm not talking about through any other name, but through the name of Jesus. And we know how we receive Jesus. I talked about earlier, we receive Jesus by faith, all right? So you can say that Jesus is our conduit, all right? All right. So why don't one of us see that? And God told me a couple things. The first thing God said was, "It's because we don't have knowledge of the blessing. We don't even know what we have access to." God said, "Most believers, even in this day and time, still don't know what they have access to." Go ahead and turn with me, to Deuteronomy twenty-eight. I referenced it earlier. I'll just read it. I felt compelled to read it. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Anybody with me? All right. Thank you for being with me. All right, I got to speed up just a little bit. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, to observe and to do all these commandments which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So once, let me take a step back. This is God telling you, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. What the blessing of Abraham is. All right. Now we're on the same page. Verse two. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thine kind, and the fox of thy sheep. Blessed shalt thou be in the basket and in the store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and, and goest out. Said the Lord. Oh man, the Lord shall cause thine enemies. That rise up against you. Notice he didn't say you're not going to have any enemies. Can we give? Can I give you the, the the 2016 version? You might have some haters. Actually, that might be that might be 1998, 1999. I don't know what these kids say today. I'm going to say it's the. You might have some haters, but notice what he said about your haters. <laughs> I'm trying to find my spot while I'm laughing. But <laughs> verse seven. Thank you. No. I already said that. Verse 7, thank you. Verse 6 Blessed shall there be when thou comest in, blessed shall there be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. So I'm talking about your blessing. Say, This is me. Say, This is me. This is me. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee. In thy storehouses and all that thine settest thine hand to do, meaning your work or your business. And and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord God shall give it thee. Verse nine. The Lord shall establish thee and holy the people unto himself. And he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, verse ten, and all the people of the earth shall call thou art blessed. Thou art called the name of the Lord, verse eleven, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. I'm going to stop right there. Y'all get an understanding of what the blessing is, right? Say, that's mine. Mine. Say, "That's that's mine. I can't go into all of what the blessing is. It would take too much time. I would encourage you, grab some of the books that Bill Winston has written. He does a great job of explaining that. I want to make my next point. So if the Bible tells us that we have access to the blessing through the name of Jesus... We might want to go see what Jesus had to say about this topic. Right? We might want to understand what, what Jesus' will is for us. Amen? Turn with me to where I want to go, where we want to go. Hmm. To John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Y'all have been great listeners. I hear, I can sense that you all are open to the word. John chapter 15. Let's hear what Jesus says about this topic. So just to quickly recap while you're turning. Point one was God created man with, and built man with the innate ability to create. Point two was God made a promise to Abraham and Abraham's seed. Point three, through Jesus, we, being Gentiles, have access to the blessing of Abraham. Now point four, Jesus gives us instructions to abide in him. Verse 15, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John chapter 15, verse 7. So this is the red, this is red meaning. This is, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Jesus said, once again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Jesus just gave us a blank check, people. And I'm not talking about just physical resources, that's just a small portion of it. But Jesus himself is saying, Look, if you want to receive all that God has for you, all that I have for you, abide in me. He's saying, Abide in me. Now, abide means have a continual state of habitation. Yeah. Simply put, live your life on a daily basis according to his, his perspective. Live your, live, live your life on a daily basis according to his principles. He said, if we abide in him. Notice it was the word if there. If. If. I'm not trying to create a works mentality in this room. I'm not. Our part is to have faith in what Jesus says. His part is to do the blessing. He said, You can ask what ye will. How many of y'all have heard that commercial from that certain lawyer? One call. I submit to you this point. One call to Jesus. One call to Jesus. One call to Jesus is all you need. Now, now, there's a point of, and and I've been there too, there's a point of, (laughs) I was in a situation where I had gone out to the club and some people followed me home. I don't know why because I didn't pick up no girls that night. I mean, I'm just being honest. So this car was following me home and I don't. So I, I had done wrong. I'm admitting I had done wrong. I was drinking. I wasn't drinking and driving because they had been a couple hours, so it had gotten out of my system. But this car was following. Me. <laughs> I'm talking about me. I don't know what you did when you were out there, but this car followed me home. And so I began to take. And I lived in a little old town, Tyler, Texas, about about 200,000 people. It ain't that big, believe me. And I'm like, why is this car following me home? And so growing up in the church, I was like, oh, Lord, help. Lord, help. Lord, help. <laughs> and so I began to take different ways, different roads, because I was like, this person can't possibly, I lived in an apartment at the time, and I knew my apartment had a gate. I knew if I could get in the gate before that car could get there, the gate would close and I'd be safe. <laughs> so I began to take different roads, and I was trying to make sure I lost the car. I looked back, and I lost him, so I quickly turned into the gate to the apartment, and the apartment door, sh- the, the apartment gate closed down. I ran to my apartment, closed the door, locked the door, and on the floor, I was like, Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Don't ever think that God doesn't hear the sinner's prayer. If God didn't hear the sinner's prayer, how can we become born again? Because when we're saying the prayer, we're not born again. God's grace. So back to the question. <laughs> I'm telling you all my little business. Lord, that, that was nowhere in here to tell you all about me getting followed home, about, about me not drinking and driving. Um, so once again, I was asking God the question about not, why, why a lot of believers don't have what God says our blessing provides for us. And the point, the point God gave me was the first one was a lot of us don't know about the blessing. Say this, I have access to the blessing. All right, good. So once again, this man got having this conversation about why the most people, why a lot of people don't have, don't show physical signs of this. And then God said, another thing is people have misplaced faith. They have misplaced faith, meaning they have more confidence, more faith in their own ability than God's ability. Ask yourself this question. Have you put more confidence in your ability than God's ability? Misplaced faith. Our, once again, I've said it before, our part is to just believe. We don't have to worry about how God does it. And I've been in a situation where, where I've, had to, I've had to interview for jobs uh, in the past. And, and one thing I would always confess, if I can just get them on the phone, if I can get the interview, it's a done deal. I've always said that. Not about my ability because I believe I'm walking in the blessing. And, and, and if I can get my voice on the phone with them, it's, it's, it's over. Not in my ability because I know that when they come in contact with the blessing that's on George Houston's life, the blessing that's on your life, because we remember we read in scripture that God said, "There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither male nor female. God does not have respect to persons. You have access to that same level of confidence. Some of y'all might need the right job. All you have to know is, look, it's, it's your part to have faith in Jesus. It's God's part to make the hookup happen. <laughs> if I can just get them, I'll, I'll <laughs> if I can just get them on the phone, it's a done deal. Done deal." So God said that a lot of believers don't have knowledge of the blessing. Then he also said a lot of believers have misplaced faith. And then he also said this. A lot of believers, the reason why they're not walking in what the blessing says is they're trusting in uncertain riches. So when you trust in uncertain riches to be your source and not God to be your source, you're bound to lose it. Is it good so far? So Jesus instructs us, going back to John chapter 15, verse 7. I'm I'm, going to apologize, end up here. He says, if you abide in me, and I I gave you all the definition of abide, right? If you you are in a continual state of habitation, uh, abide also means if you comply with, if you obey, if you observe, if you follow, if you hold to, if you conform to. Oh, that's a good one right there. If you conform to Jesus, oh, man, ooh. Because we live in this world today, it's easy for us to conform to the world's way of doing things without even knowing we're doing it because we're constantly bombarded with, with, with the world's way of doing things. But let me submit to you, conform to God's way. Oh, man, I, I, I didn't even see that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How off the presses. Conform. If you conform to God's way, if you conform to Jesus' way, amen. <laughs> oh, if you stick to, if you stand by, if you act in accordance to Jesus. If, if, if. He's saying if. not, Once again, I'm not creating works because if you think about it, this, this scripture was written over 2,000 years ago. God has already done it. He's already done it. We just have to respond with faith. Respond with faith. When we respond with faith, then God gives us secrets that other people don't know about. God gives us ways of doing that project that no one else knows about. God protects. Oh, man. God protects. There's There's people in this room who, if you saw the picture of their car when they had an accident, there's no way they should be on this earth. But that's a part of the blessing. Absolutely, debt cancellation is a part of the blessing. No doubt about it. Wealth and riches are a part of the blessing. But more than all of that, you know what I choose? I want to be close with Jesus. You know, when I when I think about this, I think about the fact that if you're able to go to the source, even, even if you lose something, because you got the source, you can recreate it. Uh, I'm gonna give a natural, I'm gonna give a natural example. Don't get out of the Holy Spirit. But y'all remember. How many of y'all went to see the movie about about the uh, what was those guys from, from LA, the, the rap group? How many of y'all went to see Straight Outta Compton? It was, it's a bad example. All right, y'all with me? All right, so y'all remember y- y'all remember when 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 Dre when when that dude took Dre money, right? All right. <laughs> Let me give you a different example. I thought I was with a younger crowd. The, the young crowd understands. Uh, I'm with you. He took his money, but because he was the source of the beats he created, he recreated more wealth on the other end of that. All right. When that person at work takes your idea... I've had this happen to me. I had a great idea, and I told one of my coworkers, he took my idea and pitched it to the bosses, and they did it. But because he wasn't the source of that idea... He couldn't execute that idea. So we... (laughs) I should have gave that example first because they didn't understand the other example. (laughs) What what am I trying to say is when you're connected to the source, I don't care what the devil does to you. I don't care if he took your house. I I don't care if he caused your car to wreck. You're connected to the source of the blessing. Alright, I understood that point. <laughs> but Jesus said, if you abide in me. He said, you can have what you will. And it will be done unto you. Can I give you some encouragement? Stay connected to the vine. Jesus said earlier, I didn't get a chance to read it. Jesus said, I'm the true vine. And he's given an example. You know, I like to grow plants as well. Uh, I didn't grow any vegetables this year. But when that, I love growing tomato plants. And it's awesome how tomato plants grow on the end of the vine. You have to prep them because they hang all down because the, the tomatoes that are developing are so heavy. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you see tomato plants, it's, a, it's truly a vine. And when that tomato begins to form, on the end, we're going to, we're going to signify that the, that the tomato is the blessing. When the blessing begins to formulate in your life, when you begin to see it go from green to red, when it begins to ripen, what you have to do is you got to go prep it up. You got to go put some things around it to make sure that, <laughs> that, that, it, that it stays above ground. You don't, want to hit, you don't want to hit the ground too early because the, the maggots will get in there. If you stay connected to the true vine, God would cause that tomato, the fruit of the blessing, to fully mature. Son and daughter of God, don't disconnect too early. Don't get discouraged by what you see on the news. Don't get discouraged by what somebody might be trying to do to you. I told you you're going to have some haters. But God said, when they come one way, they'll flee seven ways, or three ways, whatever it was. They'll flee if you stay connected to the true vine. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Are you connected? Touch your neighbor again, say neighbor. neighbor. Do you have misplaced, have misplaced faith? Touch your neighbor again, say neighbor. neighbor. Are you believing in the true vine? So let me encourage here, us here at LinkedIn Up Church. I've given you just the basics of why we have access to the blessing. We have access to the blessing because God created mankind with the innate ability to create other things. When we connect to God through Jesus Christ, we have access to the blessing of Abraham. And then Jesus said that if we abide in him, we can make one call. That's all. Amen. So, everyone looking at me right now? There might be those in the room that have never, ever received Jesus.